Glenda Leal and Vosler caught up to cattle market analyst Ann Wasco from Gateway Livestock Exchange and president of Cattle Trends. And here we are already approaching the end of the second quarter. I don't know where time has gone. It's been a while since you and I had a chance to chat about the cattle markets. To begin with, though, of course, you ranch in that East End area with your husband. How are things looking in your area right now? We know, of course, it it had been very dry. What is the pasture and hay situation looking like for you? Well, certainly here um, prior to, I think it was about June uh, 5th or whatever, up at that point, we hadn't had really much of anything in terms of moisture. But after that, we've had um, a couple of really good shots. Uh, I think we're sitting around three inches this month. So that has really turned things around. I guess we'll we'll wait and see as as we go forward what, what it really means. Was it in time for for the hay, you know, getting a little touchy on timing? But certainly uh, from a crop perspective and greening things up, absolutely uh, good. And it's, it varies a lot. You know, uh, in, in, in small areas, you can see a lot different. Some folks getting a lot more than others. So it's still really up and down, I think, generally speaking, as you look around the southwest. Now, let's switch gears. Uh, we'll, we'll take you from rancher to cattle market analyst here now and set the stage for us. What have we been seeing happening generally with the markets? What changes have we seen since the end of the first quarter? Well, things certainly, I think the best way to describe, especially the fed cattle market, we'll start with that here in the first half of 2022, has been disappointing. Um, the markets in Western Canada have been well back of where the U.S. market's been trading. That's what we call a weak basis. And we've been in that scenario really all along. We, we did see Fed cattle markets close last week at 175 live. And we're, we're now about 12 bucks a hundred over last year, but prices aren't the full story. Of course, we know what costs have done, cost of gain and record high. It's been an expensive winter to feed anything and everything. That, that part hasn't changed, but Prices have finally made a move higher and uh, hoping that we can carry on uh, once we get past the summer, moving hopefully into our highs being placed later this year. So that's one thing we're looking for on the feeder side. It's been stronger, you know, gradually gaining some ground through the second quarter. Um, and today they'd be trading maybe 10 to $12 higher than the same time a year ago. The lightweight feeder cattle, about the same as last year. And I think that's indicative of, the fact that, of course, the lighter they are, the more feed they're going to take, and, and that's all getting, you know, adjusted into that, that end price. So it's been, prices are improving, but it's been a frustrating start to the year for sure. What's influencing the the pricing, the changes that we're seeing? Well, I think the biggest thing for Western Canada is we've all through this year and right up to the last cattle on feed report that Canfax just put out for June one. Um, but we continue to see lots of cattle on feed. On June 1, it was still 10% over a year ago. And that's the biggest um, numbers we've had in feedlots in Western Canada since 2001. And that's really going back to a couple of things, um, mainly still the the impacts of the drought from last year. Um, saw a lot, a lot more cattle placed on feed sooner, lighter. And then the other fact here that we've seen in 2022 is we continue to see more heifers being placed on feed. And again, that all goes back to drought and feed availability and feed costs as well. So the combination of those things have just simply met large cattle on feed numbers, keeping the market dis- 
the, the press vis-a-vis the U.S. How are the feedlots doing? Do you do you have some connection with how they're managing through all of this? It's it's certainly been tough on all fronts from a from a feed cost perspective. Whether you're at a feedlot level right through to the to the cow calf level, but you know losses have continued really through you know depending on if there was you know any you know forward pricing or insurance taking out. Um, in that first half of the year, there was maybe a couple of small windows for break-even, but really beyond that, you're looking at losses pretty much across the board. Sometimes fairly significant losses. I think today you'd maybe call the losses somewhere on either side of $200 ahead. But again, it all goes back to the, the record costs of gain. And what about on the, the slaughter cows? Uh, have we seen much change there? Well, markets have picked up pretty good, especially considering to where we started the year at, which was around 75 cents. Today, we're up at 105, 106 on, on the D2 cows, and that's slightly above where we would have been at this time last year. So it's made its move higher. This is pretty much when, from a seasonal perspective, when, when cow cow or slaughter cow prices will, will peak for the year. Um, now we'll watch to see what, what happens in terms of a run for the second half. Remember last year, the drought really started to see that that cow run happen in, you know, started early in August. Um, so today's conditions out there for moisture, hopefully, will be enough to keep those cows at home to a more normal time to sell, you know, later in the fourth quarter. But um, markets are, are still above a year ago in terms of where D2 cows are trading uh, by a couple of bucks. Key things that producers should be keeping in mind now going forward? Well, I think a lot of what I've just talked about is still going to be, especially for the next little while, still going to be factors. Um, you know, the biggest issue coming out of last year's drought is still everything circling around uh, feed availability, feed prices, um, and and just where where we're sitting, and and not just what's going on in Western Canada, but of course we're watching the U.S. corn crop closely. We know that um, probably the when the dust all settles, it'll be a record amount of U.S. corns been imported into Western Canada to be fed for this past winter. Um, I don't think we want to have to do that again, but you know, certainly that that becomes a factor in terms of looking at at costs. So, I'm afraid there's still lots of volatility ahead, depending on what the news of the day is, whether it's economic news, uh, whether it's inflation news, whether it's you know surrounding what's going on in Ukraine. Um, or, or getting back to more positive things here, which are, you know, supplies are getting smaller as we go into 2023, and, and the questions are going to be more around demand. So, unfortunately, for on the ground, it's, it's still going to mean some volatility ahead. Final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? Well, I think that would be the, the key point, is uh, we are, I think, moving in the right direction. The cost is, is the piece that... Uh, that really has is, is been the struggle for, for producers. And, and again, that's going to be Mother Nature that, that ultimately determines where we land there. So looking for better prices as we finish off the year, but uh, it's more than just prices that, uh, that, that lead to profitability at the end of the day. And that's really the news that, that uh, cattlemen need to see is some, some solid profits pretty quick here. And, of course, moving into barbecue season now. Yes, and of course, a lot of that has been kicked into gear already. Um, a lot of the retailers buy ahead for for those um, those specialings, and uh, I think what we're seeing is, of course, very high prices at retail. Um, but we've been there now since about September, 
So it feels like maybe that sticker shock piece is over. You know, watch for features. I still think you're going to see some features as we go along. But overall, we're going to see prices at the counter stay pretty strong. That's Ann Wasco with Gateway Livestock and, of course, president of Cattle Trends. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return Wednesday on the Golden West Farm Network.